Well, hasn't the last week been strange? On Thursday the 8th of September, at half past six at night, it was announced to the public that Her Majesty the Queen had died. I don't know about you, but I've been incredibly emotional all week and am in complete shock. She's been a constant through our lives, sharing her faith publicly and her spirit with the nation. She had a real love for our Red Rose County, as she was the Duke of Lancaster, and so I'm dedicating this episode to the Queen. I actually saw her in Lancaster arriving on the Royal Train, and it was a beautiful experience a couple of years ago. With the incredible change we currently have with the cost of living and politics, the change in our monarch is also a very real change for the country and the world. Whilst we mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth, we look forward to the future as we pledge our support to the new King, King Charles III. I hope this podcast continues to share with you the great things of Lancashire. But from me, all that's left to say is God save the King. Joining me today is Esther, the executive producer from Lancashire Encounter Festival. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what Lancashire Encounter Festival is, when it is, and what's on so you can get involved. So welcome to the podcast, Esther. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing good. You? You all right? Yeah, thank you. I'm great. So this is very exciting. I'm really intrigued to find out more. So tell me, about what Lancashire Encounter Festival is? So it's in the city centre of Preston and it's um, over the next few days, uh, a lot of outdoor arts, some theatres, lots of really strong dance pieces. Um, And then on Saturday night, we've got a big torchlight procession, which is gonna be great fun. So we've got some cool community groups coming and joining us for that and really amazing um, sort of torchlit band uh, that are going to lead it and so on. So yeah, there's lots of cool activity happening all weekend. No, that sounds really good. So obviously it starts tonight, today on the Friday. How long does it go on till and sort of, is there something different each day? Yeah, so we start with um, a band tonight called Mobius Loop uh, in the Met, which is a new venue which has been um, placed on Newclan Square like a mobile event tent is what MET stands for. Um, Really nice um, venue and a really cool band, actually, that are really nationally renowned, been to loads of festivals all summer, but are actually originally from Preston. So it's really nice to have that, um, you know, that really top-notch local uh, people, but that are really nationally renowned come and play in the city. It's fab. And then the other event we've got on tonight is uh, called Gamsa, A Journey. And it's a Bangladeshi heritage style of theatre called Jatra. Um, and it's the UK's first ever Jatra performance. So that that style of theatre has been in existence in Bangladesh for, I think, you know, certainly uh, um, decades, if not centuries, and has varied in style. It's been a sort of processional style and then an outdoor theatre um style that would tour rural villages and and um different community members would get involved and um very sort of high drama storytelling uh, and myself and three Bangladeshi artists went to Bangladesh at the end of March this year mm-hmm. and met um one of the groups called Hashu Muhammad he's um Smash Bengali he's called on on um, social media and his uncle had been a Jatra performer so we went to meet him and to talk about that style of theatre and got to see a Jatra performance in Dhaka 
which was just so exciting. So we learned absolutely loads about that style of performance and then um, came back and yeah, we're creating a piece. So hugely exciting, but also um, really busy trying to get that that sorted and ready for, for tonight. So it's very exciting. So if people haven't been before, what can people expect in terms of, is the sort of, how do I word it? Is there just sort of one thing happening at once or is there lots of different things around the city? What what kind of can people expect if they want to come? Well, that's Friday night, but Saturday there's actually loads of things happening and they all kind of happen simultaneously. We try to program it so that things um, don't clash necessarily and most of the shows are on twice. So you might choose to see the shows that are on at the same time. You might go and see one in, on their first show and then the second show you might catch something else. But we're on the Saturday. So the, so the Gamsa piece on Friday night is at the Cupboard Market. And like I've said, the Met venue is over in Euclid Square. And then on Saturday, we've got um, three main venues. We're back in Met on Euclid Square. We've got some fab dance workshops happening all day in there. So we've got Dance Syndrome coming to do a participation dance They're workshop. They're amazing. Dance Syndrome is amazing. Yeah. I have a friend who's in, in that and... She, it's what they do and how they create what they do is incredible so it really is a, a, and a joy a proper joy to be yeah. working with them so I think their piece is on at half 12 and you can go down and hang out with them and have a bit of a dance um, and then we've got other dance groups through the day so we've got jazz swing dance we've got Swati Dance Company doing some classical Indian dance workshops and we've then we've got Salsa Northwest and Salsa Northwest stay and have a salsa party all night in Met on Saturday night so if you want to do yeah. that very very welcome um and then on the bus station plaza outside the front of the bus station we've got a really cool piece which is um an astronaut that appears to be flying essentially and um it's a it's a really quite moving piece um of of sort of physical performance and we've got a tightrope walker and then we've got a big stage where we've got some community choirs singing through the day. So there's a whole programme of entertainment from about 12 o'clock onwards, right through to the arrival of the procession in the evening on the bus station plaza. Um, then we've got a couple of shows on the flag market. So we've got a really cool hip hop folk dance piece on the flag market called Step Hop House. And then we've also got a piece called Born to Protest, which is actually quite a dramatic, quite political dance piece about Black Lives Matter and about um, young black men's experience of um, life at the moment. And and really the dance piece is, is really incredibly moving and um, joyful and really tragic in, in one piece. So it's quite, quite something to get involved in. And then, um, on Orchard Street, we've got a local group called Derelict um, Art of the City. So they, they are a group that have been based in Preston for a really long time, programming and um, developing art work and really fun stuff. So they're going to be on Orchard Street all day on Saturday. And they've got a red carpet, which you yourself can have a wander down mm-hmm. and tell your story and be part of participation in performance in the festival so that's going to be really good fun and I know they've got a lot of um, really fun activities uh, all, all day on the Saturday on Orchard Street so and all of that is free so apart from the salsa party on the Saturday night everything's free all day and um, wow. the Gamsa show on Friday night is free and then Sunday we've got loads of family activity on Winkley Square all day and again free because I think um, 
it's just especially the stuff in the flag market you kind of get families that don't necessarily you know they wouldn't necessarily choose to go see a theater piece or something mm. but they're out doing their shopping or they're out doing whatever and they just kind of come across things um so it's a really nice mixed audience um and we're just hoping for good weather now isn't it really that, yeah. that that's the big unknown factor at this point so last year the the rain was absolutely epic on the on the procession day last year where do you begin organizing this and sort of how long does it take and what is the sort of process because you've got all these different things all these amazing community projects happening simultaneously really interesting cultural pieces and just diverse and I feel like every aspect of community is covered here where do you begin organizing that (laughs) um that's a really good question so (laughs) um I mean Encounter's been established since 2015 so it has a model to it already and I started working on it in 2019 so you kind of inherit a bit of a structure you inherit some venues that are already being used um and then I have 15 years of kind of working in and with arts and culture organizations so I kind of know what's out there but you also go and see other festivals and communicate with other programmers you see what's out there and once you've got your date you just start saying I like your piece. Can you come? Will you come? Are they are they somewhere else? Can you afford them for some of some of those groups? You know, and then the community side of it, I think, is really vital to to Preston, and that there's so much happens in Preston all year round. You know, we can invite groups to come from other parts of the country, but you know, the the people like Swati Dance Dance Syndrome, they are there all year round, um, connecting and. So then it's just about um, making friends with those people and making sure that they know they're welcome, mm-hmm. making sure we can provide a platform for them um, in terms of venues. And then, so then you get the beginning of a program together and then you start telling the audience about it. So then you start going out to social media and saying, on this date, some great things will be happening. And then a bit later, you can say, on this date, these specific things will be happening. Mm-hmm. And then over the last few weeks, it's been really working through the sort of schedule in a lot of detail doing a bit more advertising, trying to get people there, um, working on the tech, making sure that the lights and the microphones and the things we need are all where they need, where we need them, when we need them, kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, there's, there's numerous phases to things. It sounds like a really exciting thing. And I guess, did did COVID kind of postpone a year or two of, of this festival? Yeah, so... Like I say, they did the pilot of Encounter in 2015. The first full festival was in 2016, which I was part of as a performer. And then in 2018, same, I was involved as a performer. And then in 2019, I got the job as executive producer uh, in the November. And in February, obviously, it all started to look fairly grim. And then in March, we went into lockdown and none of us had ever really experienced anything like that before. And so the 2020 festival... Although I don't know if people remember how much we kind of went into lockdown, like it'll be three weeks or some people were far more naive than others. I think, you know, there was a range of uh, thoughts about it. But for some, it was kind of like, ah, it'll be three weeks and we'll be done and everything will be back to normal. Little did we know at that point, you know, that two years on, it was likely we would end up still having massive issues with it. So we did run a festival in, we postponed this festival in 2020. We did run a festival in 2021, but we ran it a bit differently. So we spread it out over two weeks so that we could just, it it was a bizarre thing because my whole life, what I've done in my work is try and gather huge 
quantities of people together. It's yeah. literally my job through music or through theatre or through whatever event. The hope is what you're going to do is get lots and lots of people to be in the same place and have the same experience. And then suddenly that was absolutely not the thing. Just trying to unlearn that and think, oh, we could do it like that. We could do, oh, no, you'd end up with loads of people in the same place. That's absolutely the thing you're trying not to do. Mm. So in 2021, we did manage to put on a festival. We did manage to put on a, pr a procession and just got things back up and running. It was a really good festival. It was um, really fab to have audiences come back. But also we acknowledged that a lot of people were very, still very nervous. A lot of people still isolating and certainly um, a lot of sort of immunocompromised people really still struggling to engage. Um, and so... What kind of numbers are you expecting this this time? Compare obviously, people are still loving the kind of oh we're out again. I feel like that's still quite fresh in people's minds. Like we're going out for tea again. Oh, but we've not been out for years. You know, I think that's kind of still happening. And so, people like you said were a bit like night night nervous, reluctant in twenty twenty one. But then now, hopefully numbers will be higher for you. But what kind of numbers are you expecting? Well, we, we're aiming for 45,000 people over the three days. Wow. And I think that's doable, certainly in terms of if we get good weather on the procession night, I'd like to see probably five times as many people as managed to come out last year because it was just, I mean, it was biblical. The rain was absolutely crazy. God bless the, I think about 10,000 people did come out um, uh, over that. Or maybe I can't remember the figures exactly, but um but I would really like to see an awful lot more people out and we've done a lot of marketing, you know, there's been a lot more, the billboards have gone up. Um, we've had an awful lot more online marketing. So that is a massive part of the job, isn't it? You know, you can put the program together, but if you don't get the marketing right, people, you're just not, you're going to be playing to nobody. But I also think in terms of that nervousness, a lot of what we are doing is outdoors. So you can come and watch everything on the bus station. You can come and watch everything on the flag market and you're just outdoors and you're able to, back away from people you're able to be a bit more distant um mm. without without that worry I still expect to see people wearing masks you know it doesn't it wouldn't it doesn't surprise me to see people still around wearing masks and I know lots of people still have to take an awful lot more caution I also know people who are like about to go on a really expensive holiday and are just like I just need not to get COVID you know so the 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 there are everybody's lives carry on don't they so we have to kind of manage it how you how you can you were mentioning then that you performed in 2015 16 in the in the festival so what before you were working here what was kind of your, your journey you've said about the arts and creative sort of industry what were you doing well so I still do it so I'm a freelancer contracted to Preston City Council for this job and then I have another job where I work for Horse and Bamboo Theatre which is based in Rosendale which is a sort of 45 year old theatre company that's been um touring Lancashire and internationally actually at some stage um, for a long time. So both in 2016 and 2018, I brought a production from that company that I'd created. So the first one in 2016 was called Theatre Ballads and it was about taking broadside ballads and creating theatre around them. So we'd made um, an animation of one of the, the, the songs, which was about, um, it was actually about the, um, the famine the cotton panic actually the famine in the um in the sorry 1800s sometime mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly um 
but this song that we pulled out of the broadside archive was sort of like can you help us a bit and people were really starving because there was no cotton therefore there was no work and lots of what was said in that song was really comparable to what was what we were seeing in 2016 and what's only actually got worse now in terms of price rises and people's um experiences of poverty in our in our own country uh in the modern day so that was a really interesting piece to look at so yeah we brought that to the harris in 2016 from horse and bamboo and then in 2018 um we did a, a similar thing but we did a version of the rotten stall annual fair mm -hmm. which is a folk star song um of a just comedy day out of a bunch of lads go to the fair and see lots of hilarious bits and bobs and so yeah we did a a, a full theater piece of that with a live band singing the song um picked the slightly drunken mermaid depicted the 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 uh, it's the tattooed lady and all that kind of stuff so it's uh it was a really good fun piece that one so the theater ballads one that we brought the first time was all very sort of that folk murder ballad sort of death and destitution and misery um and then the second time we came we did the other end of the sort of folky spectrum of just a bit of a comedy farce um and that was on winkley square it was really good fun and so sort of throughout your life, have you always had a real interest in the kind of creative arts and like, how did you get into theatre as maybe a younger person? It, well, weirdly, I, I was not really into theatre as a, as a young person. I was in bands. And so where like my partner was always in youth theatre and stuff, I was always in the band and sat at the side kind of playing along or I was in a street band as well from when I was very young, sort of just as I left primary school, this street band started that I stayed with until I was about 17 and had some incredible experiences with with those, um, with that group called the 10th Avenue Band in Newcastle. <laughs> and, uh, but my mum and dad were always, my dad's a Morris dancer. So I was kind of out at folk festivals and stuff as well from really young and we were um, folky family. And then I still sing now with a, a shanty crew who, uh, that's my sister and my partner and my partner's sister and we have a whole um, crew of singers so music was much more part of my kind of performing and and um actual act active experience and then I got a job um as an administrator actually with Horse and Bamboo and that was in it was 15 years ago an absolutely ridiculous amount of time I never dreamed I'd still be there now but um yeah so I started as in administration in that theatre company and then I became a producer and really that's what I do and have continued to do more so than anything in my paid work is, is much more about that yeah. And so Lancashire Encounter Festival is it just sort of an annual thing or is there anything else that is linked to it throughout the year that you do? Well it's biennial actually so it's only every other year um, the big festival with the procession um, mm -hmm. but we have done it two years in a row because we um, postponed from 2020 um, and because we were still sort of struggling with COVID last year, we've done it, yeah, two years in a row, we've done the big festival. But we need to talk about what next year looks like. So it'll be an off an off year, as we would call it, from the big festival. But we've always done what was called a brief encounter, which was a smaller event. And there's a few ideas around what we might do with that. So in 2023, we might not have the big procession. Yeah, we'll just have to see, actually, because there's um, a few different ideas, I think. And... I think in the long term, it, we should aspire to to it becoming every year because um, Preston, there's no reason why a city like Preston shouldn't have a festival every year. Um, though there are a lot of other festivals, you know, sm smaller and like there's the yeah. Lancashire Festival that's 
really strong uh, through the year they've just done their event this year, haven't they? So and, there's a lot of that goes on. Yeah, there's loads of things that go on. And I guess what I, what one of my questions was, kind of what makes Lancashire Encounter Festival different, would you say? Or how would you sort of describe it so that it stands out from the others, if you will? Um... I mean, in some ways, it doesn't stand out from the others. It's good quality arts content through, through in the city through the year, and there's plenty of that, and I think there's plenty of audience for more of that. So part of it is about ensuring that Preston has enough cultural activity through the year to encourage people to engage with the city centre, to come into the bars, the restaurants. You know, culture does a lot of that um, economic activity you know it literally just brings people into the city once people are in the city they might well spend money so that's uh, a big part of the cycle i think in terms of programmed content one of the things that encounter really aspires to do is to be very diverse like i think it's really high on my agenda to make sure that we have all kinds of different communities represented within the festivals program through through the the weekend um, I also think it it might be a bit bigger. I'm not totally sure. And it certainly does more outdoor stuff. It kind of is comparable to like, well, actually the Mellor is massive, isn't it? Down on Avon Park. Mm. So, but it kind of is a bit out of the city centre. So so it's kind of, it's got similarities with lots of different events that happen in the city. And I'm really, I really love working with the Mellor and like Caribbean Carnival as well as sort of, big scale processional activity really good carnival really good engagement with um the communities that live in in Preston and across Lancashire and so why did it kind of when it started choose Preston as the as the kind of capital for this if you will well because it's Preston City Council so they funded it and originated it and and put the put the work behind it you know and so um it is a Lancashire encounter festival and we would really like to engage more across the county but I would say we're not there yet we've got an event happening in Blackburn on the Saturday this year so Howl which was an event we did in 2021 um, was about the last wolf in England before wolves were eradicated was run off Morecambe Bay was killed on Morecambe Bay Um, so it is part of its store part of that story is about Lancashire and that wolves are now identified as a potential species to reintroduce um, in terms of rewilding. So there's quite an ecological issue around the lo- loss of that last wolf and, and, and the, the, them as a species. Um, and it had been quite a frustrating time, really, up to May 2021 when we did the howling. So we had a, a proposal from Jamie Holman and Alex Zawadzki at Uncultured Creatives, who are based in Blackburn. They... Um, suggested we should get a hundred people onto Preston bus station and just howl and and um find our inner wolves and so we did that in 2021 and produced a film of that which was really fab and we presented the film at the festival and then this year they're going to do the same again in Blackburn so they're going to be um in King George's Hall on Saturday morning having a right good howl at a new set of things to frustrate us and um yeah and they're making uh wash design are going to work on a film for that so that's great but this so it just shows how important the arts are and and cultural things and and being creative in the sense of you know when you're at school and you learn art it's it's not it's not in-depth art that you know expresses how you feel and things like that and and for children to come to this free 
and experience the theatre when realistically theatre tickets can be in the 30s, 40s. For a day out for a family, it's extortionate to experience just the same quality on the streets of Preston and for them to get that that buzz and that love of the arts must be what like motivates you to keep on doing it. Yeah, and I really hope they do get that buzz. And I think beyond theatre tickets being extortionate, I think they're just impossible for a lot of families now, you know, to go into a theatre building. I mean, there are there are plenty of... So Horse and Bamboo, where I work as well, you know, our, we are now working on a fully pay-what-you-can basis because we know families just, you, you know, you say eight quid a ticket, you've got four families coming actually for some families at the minute it's just prohibitive it's just not going to happen and we don't want to lose them you know I do think it's more important than that five pound eight pound whatever you think you're going to get for it actually see theatre hearing good music seeing things that reflect um you or your um community or your loves you know the dra- drama or music or whatever sparks something in you I think is really vital and something about and I think in terms of education, we 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 don't deeply understand what the breadth of arts um, activity does in terms of teaching. And so drama, to me, drama teaches public speaking, it teaches discipline. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be an actor, but it mm. has more value than that. You, you know, you're learning how to work as a team if you're making a theatre piece, you're working, you're, you're, you're literally knowing how to turn up on time, how to commit to something, they're really basic stuff. And then I think art, like I can't draw to save my life, but I have never committed to it. You know, I've never sat and done a class and really repeatedly learned the same things. Whereas with music, I've sat and sang the same line five times so that I can get the breath in the right place so that I can make sure the intonation is right so that I make sure my vowel sounds are in the right place or, I wouldn't do that with a pen and paper because that's just not where my heart lies Mm. for somebody else where that is where their heart lies then that's it's I I think it's really vital that you get to live those things if that's what you need and that like for some kids maths is music like if they don't learn music they won't learn maths if you play a first a third and a fifth it sounds good if you play a third a first a third and a fourth it sounds different and that's all part of that can be part of maths education if we wanted to see it that way. So I think we simplify it too much to say, well, music means you're going to be a musician. It's really mm. not. No, I agree with that. How much of the festival then is kind of just watching or is there is there stuff, I know you mentioned the South thing, is there other stuff that people get involved with and sort of make or do? For sure. So we've got, um, like I said, the dance workshops are there all day on the Saturday at Met. We have actually got, if you're into singing, We've still got two workshop opportunities to get involved in the finale piece, which is called Dorette. So it's a piece that we've commissioned on a small scale for 2021. Um, and there's a painting in the Harris called Dorette. And we're working on a live motion, um, a motion capture piece that with a live choir for the finale of the procession on Saturday night. And that choir is open to involvement. If you want to sing and you want to come along to that, um, you can still um come to the workshops now, i know there's definitely one on saturday morning on the um uh 17th so there's an opportunity to get involved there then we've got magic story jars who are really lovely they're doing a stall on the bus station all day on saturday and they'll be at winkley square all day on sunday um so you can go along there and make a little a lovely story jar um and take that home with you and we have also on sunday you know i think we've got um 
face painting and other bits and bobs that you mm. can get there's face paint and a met as well on Saturday so there's um yeah lots of ways to to get involved well I hope the weather stays thank correct. you that's Keep one hoping. thing that we need to have for um yeah. remind the listeners again so if they want to get in touch uh find more information do they need to pre-order a, a free ticket or do they just turn um, up? most of it you can just turn up there are a couple of paid ticket events where you will need to go online and book a ticket um, our website's lanksencounter.co.uk and most of our social media is lanksencounter um, so there's loads of information on all, all that lot. well that's been so interesting and it's literally so up my street as a as a Great. festival I hope that all the listeners will come and sort of take part I also just wanted to quickly ask the procession so so remind me of the time of that and where that proceeds from and to the Session leaves Moor Park and goes down Deepdale Road at 7.15 on Saturday night, comes into the city centre through Church Street, goes down Lancaster Road in front of the Guildhall and then down Tyburn Street and into the bus station. And at the bus station, we've got big screen. You'll see them all coming in, all the different groups. Gilly's going to be emceeing the stage for us and welcoming the groups in. Um, and then we've got our big finale piece of the, the light projection and quite live choir. So yeah, Saturday nights on the bus station is going to be going to be great fun. Absolutely amazing. Well, Esther, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for chatting to me all about it. And yeah, all the listeners definitely need to go and visit Preston and see all the cultural and art things that are going to be happening there. Thank you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.